Inspiration now in session. Inspire guys, people. You are going to gain. Stop saying what you want until you do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. You felt the deep in your soul. The promise did not expire. Be inspired. Stop saying what you want to do until you do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will, and I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, the podcast where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. This is episode 166, and this is a historic episode. We are embarking on a new journey. I'm about to tell you exactly what and why and how in one second. Look, man, we started this podcast October 10th, 2018, and we have grown a lot. We've changed a lot, and I appreciate so many of the listeners of this show have listened to every single episode. If that's you, I want you to pat yourself on the back. If it's not you, I want you to look yourself in the mirror and frown and say, what is wrong with you? Why haven't you listened to every single episode of this podcast? Do you know that something you missed could have helped you? Do you know that something you missed could have guided you to your purpose? Could have brought value to your life, but it's all good. The goal right now is to continue to increase the level of value that we are bringing the listeners of this show. So I'm excited to say this is the very first episode ever of Inspire Guys People that is both audio and video. Oh, that's new. He doing something new. He had doing something new. <laughs> Look, new stuff, it's a blessing. So y'all know who been rocking with me. Real quick, let me just say this and we're gonna jump into the show. Um, I've been talking lately about like we're gonna take this to video. I was saying it a year ago. If you go back for though again, for the people who've been listening, I was saying we're gonna take this to video, we're gonna take it to video. I was dreading it because I don't enjoy the process of YouTube. Look, um recording the video, editing, producing the show, booking the guests, um, uploading it, promoting it, making the I mean, it's a lot of work on top of me already being busy, but I'm not complaining. I'm really sharing so that y'all look, the part of this show to bring value is to share things like this. So you see and feel the truth of the behind the scenes as you're on your journey. You can hopefully grab something from this because we on this journey together. That's what I love about doing this show. I'm not so far ahead and so far removed from struggling and, you know, um, Again, I'm at the beginning stage of a YouTube journey, right? So I'm right there with you. Some people, like, sometimes we want all the super famous celebrities that's worth $100 million to, like, guide us on stuff. And, look, there's some value in those people. I'm not knocking nothing. But what I'm saying is, like, sometimes people are so far removed from the struggle. Like, they don't know how to, like, they they too far. You know what I'm saying? I'm still close enough. You know what I'm saying? I'm still close enough. I, you know, I mean, depending on where you at, I ain't where I was at, but I ain't so far removed that it's like, I can't relate. So again, I share things like that. So you can understand, look, I'm on a journey, a beginning of a journey too. If you somebody that's like, man, I'm at the start of this journey. I'm trying to, I'm tired of this. Look, I'm tired of it too. I'm one week into doing YouTube videos and I'm like, yeah, do I need to get up and do this tomorrow? You know what I'm saying? I don't really need to. <laughs> Let me stop. Um, what I'm saying is this though. This is the first episode that you have now the option. So the, the audio episodes 
you know, we back to trying to do Wednesdays, um, be consistent with Wednesdays when possible, even though I got some travel coming up the next couple months that hopefully doesn't interrupt with that, but could, um, but we're trying to get the Wednesday for the audios. And then the way we doing it is that like, so this show that you're going to hear today, um, I got Toya co-hosting me and Toya, um, also already did a video version of the a video of the audio you're going to hear today. And so if you are interested in also seeing our faces and also I have slides, Toya makes fun of me. I have slides that I share for the video podcast and walk through the content. So if you want to check that out, that's dropping, um, Wednesday night, June 8th at 7 PM. You can watch it on YouTube, whether live or, you know, just go to our YouTube page. Also the Facebook page, um, inspire guys. People does have a Facebook page. I'm going to start promoting that. It's going to be on there as well as my personal Facebook. So, What's the point? Sorry about the long intro. The point is that you can also go and watch this on video. Minus this beautiful, lovely introduction that I'm giving you. You're going to be able to get this great content from today's show in video fashion. And if you do that, hopefully you get some value. Leave me a comment. Let me know that you checked it out. Um, Share it. You know what I'm saying? Like all that kind of good stuff. You know what I mean? Like, let's go from, let's go from getting 20 views to 30 views on videos this week. You know what I'm saying? Look, man, the beginning of a journey be hard. It's humbling in the mug. It's like, all right, okay. Well, 10 people, I did all that work for 10 people to watch a video. The beautiful thing is that it's streaming on multiple sites though. So, um, like I think Facebook is, we, we at least passed a hundred views on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? So that's where most people commenting and viewing, uh, YouTube, we in the tens and twenties and thirties at the most. So, We'll see what happens. You know what I'm saying? This is all part of the process when you start the beginning of a journey. And I want y'all who listen to this show to be able to say wherever this goes, whether it's good or whether I ain't doing it in six months because something went wrong or whatever. I want y'all to be able to say, I remember when I, like I was there, I like I was at the beginning, right? So today's historic moment, inspire guys, people, not just video. But also, or dang, I messed that up. Not just audio, but video. I can talk. Y'all gonna get to see our faces and see, you know what I'm saying? Catch, catch our vibe and see what we about. And I'm excited about that. So thank you for listening to Inspire Guys People. Thank you for being a faithful supporter. And we're gonna continue to grow from here. That's the goal. We're gonna continue to bring more content, more content, more value. And let me know what y'all think of it. Give us ratings on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, Facebook, all of those things. If you enjoy the content, let us know that you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, you don't got to say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Don't hurt my feelings. Let's get into the show. Yo, yo, yo. What up? What up, guys? People, how y'all feeling, man? Toya, what up? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. We in here, man. You know what I'm saying? You ain't say we going live. You just started. Yo, that's... Look, these people know what's up, man. We, we just, we just getting, we just vibing with the video stuff for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Inspire guys, people trying to, trying to grow. You know what I'm saying? We trying to grow and enhance the situation. Um, I'm feeling good. How you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Today was a good day. What you get into? What was like, what made it so good? Um, I worked on content really all day. Um, rebuilding curriculum content. You know, that's tiring. But like, I love it though. Okay. I do. I love it. I'm with it. I'm with it, man. I, 
It's been a long few days, but I feel good. I feel great, you know, in the new studio space. So right now I'm really just trying to get used to where everything is at. And you know what I'm saying? We got new stuff going on, new buttons, new gadgets. And I'm just trying to get used to the vibe, but I'm feeling it. And uh, I think I think we're going to be all right. We're going to be good. We're going to be good. I'm excited. Cool, man. Um, Well, let's get into this show today. Today we're going to be talking about um, follow the leader. You know what I'm saying? So what happened was, first of all, leadership just been on my mind lately. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, um, I've been thinking about leadership. I think a lot of times because for me, like, I really want to become a great leader. You know what I'm saying? And I've all, I always say I was a born leader because I'm the oldest of nine children. But there's still levels of leadership. And through the years, I've tried to grow and enhance my skill set um, to become the best leader I can be. At the same time, I still, as much as I've grown, I still have so many more areas to grow. So I'm like constantly trying to learn and constantly thinking about it. Um, so what I did was <laughs> threw out a little poll on Facebook. We're going to get into that. We're going to look at what people said and just ask people about leadership. So before we really jump into that, though, um, I guess I just want to ask you, like, you being a leader, you know what I'm saying? Like, did you always see yourself as a leader? Like, is this something, a lifestyle that you knew you were going to come into or did this catch you by surprise at all? Just being in leadership. You know what? It's funny that you say this back in my day, (laughs) (laughs) we used to call it bossy. (laughs) We used to, we used to call it bossy. I was told that I was always being somebody's mama. I was told that I was bossy. So I never really looked at it as a quality. You know what I'm saying? I never looked at it as something that could um, help me navigate through life and help me really reach um, the level of success that I had truly desired. So I never looked at it that way as a child. I mean, I knew that as a child, I always had this this de- desire to be a business owner, but even doing that, I never considered that to be a leader. So, you know, being the um, oldest of my household, um, I had younger siblings. Of course I was the leader, but again, it was never shown to me or explained to me to be a good quality to have. So I don't know. That's kind of different. Yeah. It's like one of those things, like you could be born into it just as the oldest child or mm-hmm. um, different situations in people's lives. They don't have to be the oldest child. Sometimes the younger one steps to the plate. But um, I think for me, right. I'm a, I'm the kind of person like I've always been observant and I'll look at like the people that are in leadership. Like it's some about leadership, I guess, because if you a leader, you automatically are always in the forefront to some extent, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I used to always look at who the leaders were and be like, what makes that person special or different or puts them in that position? You know what I'm saying? And I think I used to ask myself like, do I have what it takes to do that? You know I, what I mean? I think, I don't know if I ever questioned that. I would more so question where do they get the confidence to just show up? Like you never really walk into a room and say, who's the leader? You know what I'm saying? You walk into a room and you knew who was leading the room. And it's like, man, where did they get that level of confidence from? Like, were they born that way? You know, was it really, were they pushed into this? Like you said, as as maybe the older sibling or just maybe the sibling with the most responsibilities, like where did this really come from? This level of confidence that 
um, most leaders who are, uh, how can I say this? Most leaders who I want to say born this way, like, where did that come from? How did it develop? And see, that's the thing to me, like that I constantly ask myself, you know, nature versus nurture is just one of my favorite questions to ask in any, any scenario flat out. It's like, man, was this person born this way or were they groomed to be like this? Yeah. I think the positive side of leadership is I genuinely believe that anybody can grow into a leader. Um, and do again, that, I do. I do. do now, the re- I'm going to tell you the reason I think that, though, is it's the books I've read. Okay. I've read so many books specifically about leadership and and from, like you said, because leaders tend, and I think that's one of the uh, misconceptions of leadership. We see leaders leading and we think, like you said, because I'm the same way, like, man, where did they get that confidence? Because mm-hmm. like we all human, ain't none of us perfect. We all got insecurities. But you looking at a person when they lead and you like, I can't see it. Like, I, I can't see the weakness. I can't see the doubt. But I've read books from people that I view that way. And they always say, like, these are learned skills and they lay out the things that you can learn. And so, you know what I'm saying? They made me a believer in the fact that you can learn to be a leader. And also, for me, um, I've lived it out at least to a, I'm, I'm living it out, right? I'm still in my journey. I'm still on the path. But I've seen myself go from like, oh, man, just being a leader in my household by default because mm-hmm. I'm the oldest mm-hmm. to like, oh man, I'm leading a national team and we have a multi-million dollar, you know, um, responsibility uh, portfolio that we're managing. And, and so, or a revenue that we have to bring in annually. And so then I've seen myself excel at that and be like, oh, okay, like I do have what it takes. But then once you do that, you think about the next level and what you need to add to your arsenal for that. So I do think you can kind of, um, grow in it. But, but I do also know that there are just some innate things that are natural to us all. So are you saying you don't think you can grow into be a leader? I don't think so. And and that's only because, listen, I've, I've had the privilege of watching some people. Okay. (laughs) And I'm like, listen, there is, I don't think that this person was born with a piece of what we're talking about. Right. And so this is why I say this, because, you know, being in the space that I'm in, as it pertains to coaching, I believe that, you know, there's a gift of coaching and then we have to mature that gift. Right. And then we have to develop the skill as leaders. I believe that it is a gift that takes nurturing. And if there's someone, first of all, if you don't have the gift, it doesn't matter. Then there's nothing there to nurture to then grow the skill to make you a better leader. So even though you've been able to watch yourself, you know, expeditiously grow over the couple of years that you've been in leadership, it's still something that you were born with. It's still a gift that you were born with. I don't, I don't think that everyone is born with the gift of leadership. And and that's looking at, uh, again, and and not saying that you can't, even if I'm not born with it, that doesn't mean that I can't, you know, want to switch the game and and start to go out and acquire and learn how to do it. But I think there's a difference between choosing to lead and being called to lead. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I'm not, look, I can't argue it because I think it's a technicality in there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in this regard, right? When a person can be born 
with something, there could be a seed planted in you, right? That like faith, the size of a mustard seed, right? We know that the mustard seed is so small. So my thing is that some people might just be born with just the seed or the residue of leadership and they have to nurture that and, and like literally bring life to it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And somebody might be born with the more obvious um, trace of leadership where it's like, man, you can see a kid um, where they're ne- my nephews and nieces. I'm not going to name people, but like some of my nephews and nieces, I look and I'm like, yo, I could tell that this individual right here at four years old, five years old, they this is it. a leader. So yeah. I feel what you're saying, but I also, I also know this, and this is where, where I know you can at least nurture the skill set because having a seed of something doesn't mean you have the full manifestation of it. Absolutely. So if even if you born with that, like that natural leadership, if you don't nurture that, that ain't going nowhere. Absolutely. So, so no, I think that's a good point. Like, and, and again, these are things that we think about like nature versus nurture. What mm-hmm. comes first, the chicken or the egg? Like, does the skill or will that that's the other thing I want to ask you before we jump into some of the content is like, what's your thoughts on skill versus will? So like me and my wife was kicking it today, you know what I'm saying? And we were talking about like, you know, just where we came from. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what made a person like, I'm trying to say this the right way. Right. Like what makes a person not want better? Or is it that they can't get better or don't know? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you come from the communities we come from yeah, and yeah. and it's people that you see and you like, that person has the potential to make something out of their life. But for whatever reason, it doesn't seem that important to them to like get their life together. So I use a, a really small example we can all th- relate to is like, you know, let's talk about saving money. Saving $500. I use Mm -hmm. money a lot because it's just easy to relate to without really offending too many people. So if you talk about saving $500, for a lot of people coming from where we come from, they're going to rather take that $500 to get fresh for the weekend. And so they value being fresh over having $500 in a bank. But is it because they don't desire the $500? They don't have the skill set to save or they don't know the value of it. Like, how do you feel about all those dynamics? I don't I think I think they don't know the value of it. Um, Here's the thing. It's hard to desire something that, number one, you've never seen close enough to touch. Right. So um, let me think of something like super random i don't know i've never seen a yellow diamond right all right whatever so it's not something that i really desire i've never seen it it has never given me the effect of saying oh i want one of those things so it's a little harder for me to desire something that i haven't seen in my tangible physical space right right so I, i don't i think it's more so and this is such a good question because you know, I'm, I'm around males a lot because of my family. And so I'm just looking at the dynamics of their different decision-making. And like you yeah. said, you know, is it that you don't want it or is it that you don't believe you can have it because you haven't seen anybody around you with it? And yeah. so I think that's more so the thing. I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, um, a skill thing. I think it's more so them 
not being able to desire something that they may think in their mind is imaginary. No, and and that's the thing, right? And and the reason I asked the question relating it to leadership is like, again, I see people all the time. I see potential in people. And there are people out there who might have the potential of leadership in them, but they can't see it because they've never been exposed to leadership. Absolutely. So, you know, just for anybody out there watching or listening, like I want you thinking about that, like the really the goal of today um, is we're going to get to a question at the end that you're going to ask yourself. So I want you thinking about leadership from the standpoint of like, like, cause I genuinely believe that as leaders out there, like we just not speaking life into their leadership abilities. Absolutely. Like I tell people all the time, you got all this content on social media. I feel it. Like, man, creating content like this is challenging because it's so against the grain when you're actually trying to help develop people in their purpose, in their life because the other stuff is just fun or funny. So it's like, hey, let's ha ha ha, let's joke all day, let's play games all day, let's look at whatever all day, but the moment that we start speaking to something that is going that is of substance, you know, people get bored, people, you know, lose interest or whatever. And so, um I think some of that is just laziness because, you know, look, I've been there. You think about reading the Bible. It's like, man, you can, you can binge watch you know, eight hours of some season of whatever on Netflix and then try to read the Bible for 15 minutes and, and you sleep. fall asleep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the Bible is life, though. That yeah. Netflix series ain't life. And I don't know why we wired that way as human beings, but for whatever reason, when you start digging deep into the core of who we are, we get like we it, it's like, ah, oh, that ain't that important. We push it to the side. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a, it's a, what feels good. It's a flesh thing. I think when, man, this comes with maturity, maturity. And so I'm, I'm, as I'm, of course, as we're having this, uh, this discussion, I'm just thinking through it. You have to mature your emotions, right? You have to mature your flesh. The Bible tells us to mortify the flesh because the flesh can be overpowering. The flesh can lead us into, you know, places that it's hard for us to pull ourselves out of. And so it, it takes a lot of maturing discipline, um, at, uh, applying discipline to the flesh, but the emotion as well. So even something as simple as you using the example of, you know, the, uh, Netflix versus sitting down and reading the word it's like, but if I learn, if I, if I mature my emotion, if I mature how I feel, then the Bible will become more appealing to me because I understand the outcome of it. Now, the question is, what part of life do you decide that you're ready to mature your emotions? You're ready to mature your feelings. You're ready to um, stop allowing, you know, our past or our circumstances or our situations to dictate how far we're going to go. Because if it exists, you can have it regardless of what it is. You know, this, this yellow diamond, while it's very rare to have, I believe that if I applied myself, I could be in the presence of it, you know? So, yeah. yeah. No, that's, look, that's real. Um, And you, you know, we talk a little bit about exposure earlier. I think sometimes, you know, stuff is boring to us because we don't know the benefit. And, I, and yeah. I'm going to give you the real example. You know, when I was living check to check, it was like, man, who trying to learn about credit and credit cards and saving interest rates and stocks? Like, I'm good. That's whack. I know I got paid $500. 
I know these J's cost 200. I'm about to get those. Uh-huh. I know we about to go eat this weekend. That's about to be a hundred. We doing that. And so the, the thing is right in, in that narrow, immature point of view, cause you talked about like, you know, where do you want to mature? Uh-huh. And that's really a question for people is like, are you ready to mature? Um, the Bible, um, talks about going from milk to meat. Uh-huh. And it's, it's not always easy to get people off of milk. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, Look, man, you can't be 30 years old, you know, still, still on the milk. It's, it's time for you to go to a next level. But my, my ultimate point is this, you know, when I was check to check, I thought it was fun to spend the money, but that was only because I didn't know the benefit of having enough money to do all of that plus have money left over. Right. So I, I was only exposed to at some point in my life, Hey, if you got a little money, you only live once, spend all that money, have some fun. I was never exposed to take a step back, save, plan, strategize, and then now come back a year or two later, and you could do all that 10 times and still have something left over. And here's the crazy thing about it. Once you mature, you're not even going to want to waste it on all that. Yeah. And so, all right. Mindset change. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk a little bit about leadership, man. You know what I'm saying? You know me. I got I got a couple slides or whatever for y'all. Don't don't judge me. Um, I already judged him for both of us, y'all. It's okay. So it's so right. judging the slides. You know, maybe we'll stop the slides. You know, I'm 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 the new guy to video. It is what it is. Um this is what I do in my day job. I'm used to presentations all the time and um it's how I actually keep my thoughts on track. Cause I'm like, man, you ever do something, you like, I I should have said this or that. So this kind of helps time. me. You know what I'm saying? Do that. So let's, we're just going to jump into it. Look, I only got like four or five slides, so don't, don't judge me too much. But, um, I did a, a Facebook, uh, poll and it was, um, what are the qualities of a great leader? Now the whole purpose of this was I, before I jumped into this, I really wanted to know what did people think? Like, how do people think about leadership? You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. From their perspective, not just like me. Um, saying, Hey, this is what I think a great leader is. So like, I, I don't know if you can see all of that, but, um, you know, a lot of the things on the page, I'm not going to try to read them all, but there, when you, when you look at them, what I, what I took away was that there are a lot, a lot of commonalities to what people think is a great leader. You know what I'm saying? Um, Absolutely. Toya, uh, Toya Turrentine Brown said, someone who does not shy away from accountability lives a life worth modeling, patient, teachable, and servant. I thought it was interesting that a lot of people, when they think about leadership, think about someone who's teachable and a servant. Mm-hmm. Do, do anything stick out to you on the page? I'm, now I'm going to ask you what's your top five qualities in a minute, but I'm just curious when you see this, does, does any of these comments actually stand out or jump out on the page for you? Absolutely. Listen, Tosh says someone who is a guest on your podcast. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> you, but that that stood out like a sword. That, <laughs> that one blessed me. No. Um, um, I see that Lydia talked about, you know, self-discipline and character, um, always serving. Um, Kalia, a person with patience, willing to teach. Like you said, there's so many similarities, which is which is really comforting it's really um encouraging to see the consistency across the board but yeah these are some really good uh these are some really good posts all right so what i want to do is i'm gonna look at you know what i'm saying because i had a top five you feel what i'm saying like i had i had my top five and 
here's the thing. Like, again, there's things that stuck out to me um, when I was looking at what and listening to what everyone else had to say. And then I asked myself, like, okay, if I'm like create a, creating a leader, what are the first, what are the top five things that, that someone would need in order for me to follow them? You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. This ain't about me or me saying like, Hey, I am the epitome of all of these things. It's like, no, like, all right. If I'm, if I'm thinking about asking myself like Jay, like who are you comfortable really like legit following? Cause you got to understand too what following really means. Yeah. Like following is a form of submission and it's just like marriage. While some people ain't trying to mess with it. Cause it's like as human beings, when we give up, like, Ooh, like you want me to follow? Like, even though I don't want to get critical, like, I feel like some of the stuff we blindly follow, we follow these celebrities, politicians, they say something, we just do it kind of blindly, but then we don't want to give up. I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to go down that route. But my point is that at the end of the day, following is a very vulnerable feeling, right? So I was like, I right, if I had my top five, you know what I'm saying? What would they be? So here's mine. First a servant of Christ and people. And that's just because I feel like, you know, you really, in order to lead people, you have to care about people. You do. And and I struggle with leaders that don't care. I just do. I struggle with leaders who put themselves first. Um, so that's, that's important for me is that if I'm following someone that they have Christ as a head, but also that they want to serve people. Uh, I'm going to breeze through these. The second one is they they want to build other leaders, right? They want to create disciples. I think it's super important because, again, like I'm following someone as someone who has the seed of leadership in me because I want to become a better leader. You feel what I'm saying? So I want to follow someone that can nurture and bring that out of me. Um, thirdly, I just threw the humble, transparent, high character I just think it goes without saying you got to have high, high character. Um, I get super thrown off when people, um, personality and stuff seem sketchy. I just can't follow you. Confident and highly skilled. Now, these are ones that I kind of feel like, you know, may not have been the top of somebody's list. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think about being confident, leaders, man, you got to be willing to jump in the front. And I really can't, a timid leader that don't really know, they not really sure. Nobody wants to follow a leader like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, and then highly skilled, if I'm just being honest, um, I do believe in the value of talent and skill set. And, um, you know, like you said, when you walk in the room, you notice the exceptional people. And it doesn't mean they better than anyone, but you could tell when someone is focused, motivated, and things like that. So that's my top five. First, you know what I'm saying? Tell me what you think, like what what you agree with, disagree with. Um, not that you would necessarily disagree, but if you see something differently or if you got a top five, um, that's that, you know, if you were creating a leader that you would follow, that, that would be important to you. No, those were those were definitely um J Will responses, you know. So I, I can I can definitely uh, agree to what you share. No, those were those were definitely the high character and the highly skilled. Those were all J Will responses. No, but if I had to share, um, number one at the the very top of my list would be integrity. 
Um, okay. I'm really big on integrity. Like, be true, be real, be be who you are in the in the light be who you are at home, like be this person, you know, don't, you know, people who change character after five o'clock or, you know, change character on a Friday night versus a Sunday morning. I just, that just don't rock with me. So as a, as a leader, you need to be the same person across the board. I love that you talked about, you know, being a servant of Christ and of people, um, because we do have leaders who, are, you know, they, they mishandle people and they don't, they don't have empathy and they don't know how to communicate and they don't know how to build relationship. And how can you inspire someone to take several steps forward if you are not connected or relatable to who they are as people? So I really did like that. Um, number three, being optimistic. That's a, that's a leadership trait for me. Um, Optimistic. Okay. That's, that's interesting. I like that. Um, optimism. It's like, you can't be one sided. Like you have to be able to be versatile in your thinking. You got to be able to adapt. You know, we have, I work with some really straightforward people and then I work with some real flexible people. So I have to be able to go into the room and be able to be flexible with both sides. So, um, optimism, being able to see the brighter side of things, being able to shift perspective. Um, that's really huge to me. I love when you talked about confidence, you know, that's really huge. Like you said, I I don't want to follow someone who's timid and can't speak up and can't stand their ground and be bold. Like, what are we doing here? Especially if I'm that way, it's hard for me to follow someone who isn't because now I feel like I'm overpowering and that's just not a good feeling. Um, And then one thing that you shared as well, lastly, was building others. I am, you know, huge on reaching back. You know what I'm saying? Reaching back, reaching to the side. Like who needs my service and my support so that I can just be great at being who I am by helping somebody else be better. So I need to to follow leaders, you know, who have similar uh, traits and ideas as I do so that we can do what we need to do and fulfill the assignment. I love it. And see, the reason I like hearing what other people think about leadership and what's important to them is because, like I said earlier, I want to be a great leader. That's like one of my very high on my list of goals is to be a great leader. And so when I talk about leadership, it's not to point the finger. It's for me to learn and for me to hear what matters to people, right? Because... Um, when, one of the things that I really think about when, when people say a servant is for me, the word I hear is value. I think it's important as a leader to provide value. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, because if you're following me, there has to be something that you are getting out of it. Yeah. Like I'm either, um, when you think about Paul to Timothy, like teaching him how to be a leader, teaching him about the church and how to serve going from church to church, um, you know, how to be with the people. Like you think about Joshua being under Moses and when Moses uh, died, Joshua was ready. And so the importance from a leadership perspective, the importance of developing other people is because a leader recognizes and knows that they won't always be there. You feel what I'm saying? And if you really care about, um, the, um, the, the plan, the strategy, the vision that you're developing as a leader, then you would want that to live beyond you. And so you want to raise up other leaders 
And so I always question um, a leader and I look at myself and I'm like, yo, don't ever let yourself be a leader that's not caring about the people and is not developing people. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, so those, those are, that's dope. Those are my, you know, our, our top five. So, um, hopefully, you know, I, I would, um, encourage people out there, share your top five, share the qualities that are important to you, uh, from a leadership perspective, but not just to pick at other people, but to listen and like, you know, like ask yourself, like, like, is that me? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I was just getting ready to say, I will even challenge you to highlight the top five qualities that you have. You know, what makes you a leader? If, 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 you, if you feel like you're not a leader, what are areas that you can work on in self so that you can be the leader that you desire to be? You know, yes, I think that is this exercise was so good because even myself, it kind of just it, it required me to pause in the moment and really think about, man, what does leadership look like for me? Because here's the thing. And, and let me say this for those of you who struggle, like Jay talked about the whole submission piece, especially submission in marriage. Um, if you struggle with this area, then it's, it's going to be really hard for you to be able to identify what leadership looks like for you. Because if you feel like that you can't submit to anyone or anything, how can you be, how can you be effectively led? How can you be um, led to the next level or to where you desire to be, to a, a purposeful uh, marriage, whatever it is the goal is, how can you be led in it if you're not clear of what qualities you're looking for that are going to attract you to that leader so that you can submit? So don't just look at the qualities and say, hmm, these are the things, you know, that I look for in leadership. Look at the qualities in yourself and look at the qualities that are going to attract you to be submissive to the leader. Yeah. And you know what, like what I really like about that is the accountability of it. Right. And like you said, this isn't about us like pointing fingers. What we're really trying to do is, is water a seed because like one thing that I know is that when something is in you, it's kind of like this. I watched this, uh, YouTube suggested this random video to me today where this guy was going around to Chinese restaurants in a drive through and ordering, placing his orders in Chinese, <laughs> right? But he, he was a Caucasian dude. So my man is going around placing an order. And when he gets to the front to collect the food and pay the money, they literally looking like, where's the person at? Like one lady walked out of the building Cause she looking for the next car. And what they told him was like, Oh, like we thought it was a Chinese person. Like, how did your Chinese get so good? You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because they're from China, they're Chinese. And they were asking like, did you live in China? Like they were so perplexed because they recognized they heard something they recognized in a foreign place. And so what I'm saying is that part of what we do and part of the goal here is that if there if there's a leader living on the inside of you, then we talking your language. And a lot of times what happens is because you might be in an environment where there's not a lot of leaders or nobody speaking to the leader in you, nobody speaking to um, that best part of you. Everything you listen to, everything you watch is talking to the flesh, the ignorant side of you, the side of you that's lazy and lacks motivation and, and doesn't really want to get up and do anything about life. But when you hear something recognizable, if it's in you, then you like, you get up like, whoa, what's that? Like, I, I hear leadership. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely.
So we're trying to talk y'all language today. So let's, um, I got. Okay, wait, I got a question. Uh, okay, all right, all right, all right. What up? You said we talking their language, right? So yep. what's the language of the person who does not have the seed of leadership, who does not, who, who, where there is no one around cultivating um, that gift of leadership? Yeah, like the way the way I envision it is that when there's a seed in you, it may not be fully developed, but it's still familiar and it sparks something. You get what I'm saying? Like, so for me, you know, I didn't just wake up one day and was like, oh, inspire guys, people. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, or even when I was younger, I didn't wake up one day and just like, oh, basketball. I went somewhere. I saw somebody playing basketball. I touched, I touched the rock, dribbled it, took a shot, like saw how it felt to make a shot or be on the team. Like, so what happens is for a lot of us, we think that, ah, this is crazy. I'm happy you asked that question because we think because we, we don't even awaken the thing in us until it hears something familiar sometimes. So leadership could be dormant on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. You can have gifts in you that are literally dormant. I'll give you an example from the Bible. When Samuel went to Jesse to anoint one of his sons as the king, he found David in the field tending to the sheep. There was no king in sight at the time. David was around 15 years old. He was a young man. There was nothing about him that said, you are a leader, you are a king. He was the youngest son being overlooked, overlooked, um, in the field, but that's the same young man that after he was anointed went and slew Goliath. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and stood up as a leader. And so my point, he's the same young man that after he was anointed went and played his harp and evil spirits, uh, uh, departed Saul. And so what I'm saying is like, we look at those other elements. And again, I don't know this for sure, but there's a part of me that at least recognizes that the order of how it happened, he was anointed. You get what I'm saying? Now, again, he did some things in the field as well. That seed of leadership was probably already in him. But my point is, once somebody approaches you and starts speaking to the king in you, speaking to the queen in you, speaking to that best part of you, that is going to wake up more and more. And so I believe that that is how that language works. Because when I, when I hear people talking a certain talk, I'd be like, hold on, like, whoa, wait a minute. Now you talking my stuff. Don't play with me. Like, no, absolutely. Like, <laughs> like don't absolutely. play with me. My thing is, and the reason why I ask that question is because if there's someone who just so happenedly, maybe you ride in a car with somebody who know, like, oh, I know I rock out. I know I'm a leader. And maybe you in a car with them and you like, I don't want to hear this. Like right. that, that does not <laughs> resonate with me. I want you to just challenge yourself for a quick moment and just, you know, find, find the leader in you. Take a moment in this moment and say, okay, let me, let me hear, let me hear this out. You know what I'm saying? So that I can find and discover a new part of me so that I can discover, you know, maybe there is something laying dormant in me that I never paid attention to. So that was the reason why I asked that question. What type of language can we speak to the person who may it. not 
even believe that there is that seed in them, that there even, there's even a piece of leadership in them. Maybe someone riding in a car or, or in the house or wherever you're listening to this, this broadcast and you know, someone, they've always only spoken bad things about your life and bad things over you. I want you to know that these are the seeds that we're depositing into you right now in this moment. And so I'm just challenging you to go sit down and find it. Figure it out. Okay, these are the qualities where I am of what I consider a leader to be. And these are the qualities that I desire to have. And so I just ask you to just go out and and, and accept the challenge. I love that. And the best part about it is leaders come from all walks of life. And, you know, first of all, I just want to acknowledge Look at our two faces on there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I made sure we was on the screen with all these people, um, all the leaders. So, like, like here's the thing. Um, I think sometimes people think, oh, I didn't come from here. I wasn't born here. I, I don't have this much money, right? No, and, and the thing about leaders to me, now, and this is where, look, I know I might be going back and forth on this whole, like, Skill versus will, nature versus nurture. Again, I'm just being honest about it. I go back and forth in my mind because there's a couple things about leaders and we could talk about what are the familiar and similarities um, about the people on this page. But I'm going to tell you, like, one of the things I think about with, like, um, Booker T. Washington on this slide Mm -hmm. is, like, this man was born a slave. How does someone become a leader in... And they're a slave. How does that happen? And that's the part of me, if I'm being honest, that makes me think like, man, it was something already there, bro. Like some people just born with it and they got to nurture it. I don't know. But like when I look at that, I'm like, yo, but again, he was a slave. So at some point, his leadership was overlooked at some point in life while he was getting beaten as a slave, while he was eating and sleeping on floors, uh, eating Man, the way they describe, I read his book up from slavery, one of the best books I've read in my life. But some of that stuff in there is is tough to to read because of how bad their situation was. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how did this person become a leader? You know what I'm saying? And you know what, though? That's why I don't believe that there. I don't believe that it's in everybody because the same the same way he was out, you know, doing what slaves did. There was someone right next to him who could not pull together the courage that it took for him to do who he, to do what he did to become who he is. You know what I'm saying? So this is, again, this kind of goes back to, like you said, the, the nature versus nurture is kind of like, man, but we're, we're sitting right next to each other. We have the same opportunity, but for me, I'm looking at it this way. Because it is a seed. It's somewhere there embedded in me. And like you said, I don't know how it manifested, but we know it's all because of God, clearly. But the person next to me doesn't have a clue. Yeah, And look, I feel you. And that's why I say I go back and forth. I'm going to tell you the reason. One of the reasons that I don't want to come to the conclusion that you just born with it is because then somebody out there who maybe they have the seed of leadership in them, the gift of leadership, but it's so dormant. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so dormant that they thinking, Oh, you know what? I'm just not born with it. Gotcha. Cause it's not obvious. And then that will cause that person to give up. Cause I, 
Frederick Douglass now comes to mind, another leader that was born a slave. And one of the things that I know about Frederick Douglass, and um, now I feel like I might mix up Frederick Douglass and Booker T. Washington stories. Mm-hmm. I read their books back to back. Um, but I believe, you know, don't quote me, is it, it at least one of them? But I believe it was Frederick Douglass who um, was walking by a school and the white kids were in there learning and reading. And at a young age, he was like, I want that. So w- mm-hmm. when I say that something wakes up in you when something is speaking your language, Frederick Douglass was able to realize at a young age, like the value in that. And he said something so powerful because you got to think about the fact that how does someone who can't read or write recognize the importance of it? You get what I'm saying? Like, how can a lit- an illiterate person recognize the importance of literacy? But for him, it took him being a young boy and walking by the school. So that exposure is so important. And it was so important to him. You know what I'm saying? That he taught himself to read and write. And he leveraged some of the students in the neighborhood, some of the white students. But my point is then he said something so powerful to me. He did not. This is so deep. He did not recognize how bad slavery was until he could read and write. Wow. And my, what's my point with that? Some of us remember I said when, when I had bad credit and was living check to check, I thought that was cool mm-hmm. until I came out of it. And so the reason that we're trying to wake something up in everybody who's a leader out there is because right now you walking around comfortable thinking that what's the big deal? That ain't for me, whatever it is, what it is. But you're not even going to recognize how bad your current situation is until you wake up and come out of it. I think, man, I agree. Let me, let me, let me stop there and say how much I agree with what you're saying. Um, It just takes me back to that. If you're born with it, if if everyone is born with it and it's just up to you, like you said, to cultivate it, to find it, to find something that's going to wake that that piece of you up so that you can go after it. Um, it, it just it just makes me think about, you know, what what what's going to happen in life or what has to happen in someone's life for them to say, OK, I'm ready to cultivate this, or I'm looking for something that's going to nurture and that's going to, uh, you know, make this, this leader in me wake up. What needs to happen? What does that look like? Because some of us, it's kind of like, as life happens, as things go on, it just kind of grows out of us. Like you said, it's an innate behavior to some, something has to really happen for things to shift. I feel that. And Man, it's so many layers to this because I feel like if you are a true leader, you know, part of leadership is taking the leap. You know what I'm saying? And a, a true leader at, at various levels recognizes the importance of the next level. And I think one of the things that's super important is like, look, man, there's levels to this stuff. Yeah. There are, I, I come, when I come in the presence of a great leader, I've, I'm in the presence of people that's far beyond me all the time. And it's recognizable, um, how exceptional they are. Um, and it's inspiring, but for me, it's also important for you just to recognize the importance of the next level, wherever you at, you know what I'm saying? So leadership is such a unique and personal journey. I am where I'm at on my journey. You know what I'm saying? I've come a long way, but I have a long way to go. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great place to be because you never want to stop growing. You know what I'm saying? 
but it's also cool to be able to look back and be like, wow, like, okay, like, all right, we accomplished some things. We, we reached some of our goals and things like that. And we help other people along the way. And again, part of what this podcast really is all about is sharing that journey and sharing some of those experiences so that other people, um, you know, can grow. I love being able to shift the perspective. Like, I really believe that that is a um, gift that God has assigned me with is. And, and, and so platforms like this give me the opportunity to help you look at this a little differently. Let me try to shift how I'm looking at this. So whether or not, you know, I was born on born on the east side of Detroit or I was born in Rochester, it doesn't really matter of where you were born or your situation. I'm sorry, y'all. My puppy is your dog is losing it in the back. Like what what is happening right now? <laughs> that dog feed that dog, man. You should have fed that dog a Listen, walk before the show. I don't know she, what's wrong with she you. She watching the boys outside play and she's like, I want to go too. Y'all remember on the movie? What's the movie yeah. Poetic Justice? What anyway? Y'all should have let that dog outside, man. Like seriously, so annoying. Anyway. It's all good. It's all good. If if you got to go get it so the dog will live, go get the dog. Don't don't let don't let me uh don't let us hold you up. I can I can I can anchor us right now uh, while you go take care of your dog if you need to. Um. So what I do want to do is, guys, people, I want to go back to, um, this. You know, when you think about, you know, leaders coming from all walks of life. And the fact that, like, what I really like about this is we have everybody, of course, I had to start it off with my man's Moses, you know what I'm saying? Had to start it off with, with Moses, um, and get biblical with y'all. But what I, what I really want to do is actually, you know, just briefly touch on a couple of the leaders, um, you know, on this page. And so when I'm looking, uh, I'm going to skip Moses because I mean, hopefully, you know, if you're reading your word, just read Genesis. Um, but Moses did like, I want to call out just a couple qualities from all these leaders. Leaders come from all walks of life and leaders are not always liked. So this isn't about you liking these people. This is not about me promoting all these people. That's why I put various people on this, on this slide. But I want, I want you to recognize something that when I look at leaders, whether I agree or disagree with them, they share similar qualities. And I've seen people who completely are on different sides of the fence. And I'm like, yo, this is low key, the same person. You know what I'm saying? And so, all right, I'm, I'm going to call out some about Moses. Moses was a number one. Moses did not have to go back and free his people. He was already free. You get what I'm saying? So he went back and following God's will, following God's plan went back and freed the Hebrew people out of slavery. And in doing so, also took on a lifestyle that was different than the kingdom lifestyle he was living. So when we talk about leadership and sacrifice and empathy and caring about people, he was like, yeah. man, that that was a great, he was a great example of that. And also he had other people ready. Again, Joshua was ready to step in place after him. So I'm I'm gonna stop there on Moses. Do you any um you want to say anything to you about Moses or you want to jump to anybody? We could jump around. We don't have to go in order. I just want to call out a couple things um about each of these leaders whether we agree with them or not. They have some leadership qualities cuz these people were all literally leaders. So you might not like them, 
But the reality is they're a leader. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and, and be the rebel. You know, I don't care. Let's go. I, I agree with all of them. <laughs> and and so here's here's why. Here's why. I, got, um, but, I know where you're but going. Like you said, they're leaders. They stood their ground. What regardless if you know people are gonna agree with how they think or what they do, that's what makes them the powerful people that are on this slide right now. Because I'm not gonna waver in my perspective because you disagree with me. And sometimes as a leader, you have to be confident enough in what you believe. Now, now let's to say, you know, let's not say that it's not important for us to make sure that what we believe doesn't align and make sure that it aligns with the word of God. But at the end of the day, leadership is about standing ground and being unwavering regardless of other people's opinions and how they feel. And so listen, everybody across the board for me, um, they are right with me, you know? Yeah. You know what? I'm happy you said that. Right. And that's why I wanted to try to tell people, cause we live in such a divisive world where people just look for reasons to disagree with you or like, you know, be mad about something. Look, this exercise, the purpose of this exercise is to look at leadership qualities. And so as an example, um, I love what Toya just called out. The similarities across the board is that all of these people were willing to stand their ground. They were actually willing to do something and say something that was against what a large group of people believed or wanted to happen. And yeah. the reason that's important to me is because I'm going to just be real. I see people sometimes like, all right, I'm, I'm going to be, this is about as, as raw as you can get right here. During 2020, when the whole world, you know, got deeply into race, right? I watch people like, look, I'm black. I'm from the hood. And I could tell you that we never talked about, I never heard black being talked about until 2020 at the level that it was like, yeah. I grew up my whole life in the hood. And if I'm being real, the the person that was the pro black person in the group that was just always talking about black, this bliggity black that go back and watch old movies. Like I'm going to get you sucker. We joked about them type of people. Like, and that's just, that's just facts. And so my point is I watched though, how even the hood, <laughs> I'm like a place I grew up in Detroit that's 88% black, the most segregated city in the country. And even in the hood, people started changing in 2020. Now, again, whether you think they should change or not, that's up to you. What is my point? My point is like, you can't talk pro black in 2020 and then call it leadership to me. I'm just being real. Like if everybody doing it, I could have got on this podcast and jumped right in and start saying all this stuff. It's like, and that's whether you think it needs to be said or not. I'm not saying stuff don't need to be said. I'm saying I'm watching people do some things and it's like, that's not really leadership. Why? Because true leadership is when you're standing in the face of opposition. Absolutely. But if other leaders have paved the way for you to speak freely and openly and people clap and cheer for you while you speak. And like, that's not, mm, nah, that ain't really leadership. You're not going against the grain. Here's the thing. Not only do true leadership stand in the face of opposition, but they don't allow their emotions to weigh their decision. Right. So a lot of what you're saying, and, and listen, this is political talk that I just do not engage in you know on right. social media i'm like Thanks. listen y'all can say what y'all want to say i live in a community that they stand on corners and they rally trump i'm talking about we got a whole nother president in office and they are <laughs> on the corner rallying right, every right. saturday right and so i drive by now 
are there some some practices and beliefs of Trump that I agree with? I do. But do I share that openly? No, because what's not getting ready to happen is me try to argue why I understand certain perspectives that he has. And again, as a leader, I know how to stand in the face of opposition without allowing my emotion to sway me. I can, I can stand in a position. Don't get me wrong. There are some things, you know, that I may, uh, do emotionally. Um, but at the end of the day, what makes this list so diverse for me is everyone stood their ground. And if you didn't like it, it didn't change them. And, and yeah. that's not to say that I'm not um sensitive to the thoughts and the feelings of other people that's not to say that i don't care it's just that if i'm going to make a change in an area that i believe change is needed then i have to stand where i stand and see i like that you said that right because when you talk about politics which is a topic that i stay away from as well mostly because i just don't think people have the heart to listen i think that um in the culture whether it's from the media or other politicians, whatever it is, the the culture of today is to really shut people off the moment they disagree with one thing that they say. The one thing I always look at is like, yo, if I really did want to engage politics, first of all, I would have to engage it from a standpoint that is initially neutral, meaning, yeah. all right, throw a topic on the table. All right, I'm going to just say Trump, Obama. All right, Trump, you said this. Obama, you said that. All right, let me hear y'all both out. Nope, you Absolutely. know what? I disagree with you on that, Trump. I agree with Obama. All right, let's Absolutely. go to the next one. Oh, uh, you know what? Oh, Obama, you fooling. I agree with Trump on this one. And what ends up happening in the world today that I see, and the number one reason I don't talk about politics and as we talk about politics, <laughs> uh, my number one issue is that I never see people defend the side more than they defend the topic. So it's like, if you're, you, if you are a Republican you just, no matter what the topic is, you're going to be on the Republican side. And my thing is like, wait, that's like saying Republicans is 100% right all the time. Right. Like, I can't exactly. rock with that. Exactly. Same thing with Democrats. Like, oh, you're going to just, everything a Democrat say is right every time. If you can't never, like, have the back and forth in a conversation about what's right, what's wrong. And then the last part of that is I didn't watch people be openly wrong. It's all documented on YouTube. <laughs> Go back six, eight months ago. And tell me what politicians were saying about inflation. Tell me what they were saying about shutting down um, businesses for COVID. Like, and then look at the reality now. And we all just jump in and again, just follow the lead. So my point at the end of the day is the divisiveness of it is brainwashing to people. So it makes it almost impossible to talk about because no one really wants to talk about it freely and openly. We just want to protect these sides and it's coming it is sprinkling over in every walk of our life in our jobs and our communities. Like it's just, ah, this side versus that side is really just like gangs at the end of the day. Um, but you know, let's move along past that. So agree. Um, so now that we have made everybody mad, um, <laughs> I want to talk about, um, another thing when you think about disagreeing and leadership, Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, you know, Hey, uh, alive at the same time. And in Frederick Douglass book at the end, he talked about the fact that see Frederick Douglass never revealed how he escaped slavery mm -hmm. because his perspective was that if I reveal it to y'all, I'm also telling the, you know, slave owners and the people that want us to remain slaves. So I, he said in his book, 
he respected, and I'm paraphrasing, he respected Harriet Tubman, but he didn't agree with her approach because, you know, the Underground Railroad was like, you know, people knew she shared exactly how they did it. And so what I'm saying, again, same idea that I was talking about with Democrats and Republicans. I believe a true leader knows how to critically think and look at things and say, you know what? He said he disagreed with her, but he respected her. You know what I'm saying? Once people become so emotional and lashing out and being immature, that's not leadership to me. And I think that I think that stands ground, though, as you just shared the different perspectives. So if we said uh, if we set them down. Um, you know, and had a conversation. It's like, yeah, you know, okay, Harriet, I agree with you. Mm, okay, Frederick, I agree with you. No, I don't. I think that that's leadership. I think that being able to have a conversation with someone and be able to, you know, create a perspective that doesn't weigh in on the side because you like that person or because they're emotionally leading you. I think that that's a form of leadership. So that's important to me because like you said, if, if you're always going with this side of the train track, because this is what you like most, regardless if it's right or wrong, how are you ever standing ground or how, how can I trust that you'll defend me in a time of defense? If you're on this side of the track all the time, that's scary to me. I like this conversation more than I thought I was going to like it. And I'm going to tell you why I remember being a little younger and the first time that I saw like a picture of like a, a Clinton and a George Bush together. And I remember being like, wait a minute, or a George Bush and an Obama at an event together. You feel me? Because my thing is like, wait a minute. We in this world where your followers hate your followers. Well, we're supposed but, to be at war, but y'all hanging out together. But y'all boy, y'all cool. Because yep. see, and see, that's the thing. True leaders, there, there's, um, you, you talked about it. There's an emotional intelligence that comes with being a leader. That's it. And a wisdom that comes with that. And the, people understand that, hey, all right, publicly, we're going to talk about something and I'm on this side of the fence and you're on that side of the fence. And our people are going to hate each other and go at war to push our agenda. But privately and behind the scenes, we have the, complexity of thought and emotional intelligence to completely disagree with one another, but also be cordial. That's all I'm saying. And, and if, if it was anything I would try to push the people right now is the leaders. What's needed from leaders is not random emotion that the moment that something becomes a trend on social media, you jump in and you just rah, rah, rah with that. And then next week they tell you to rah, rah, rah about something else. And if you really care, then you would be leading and championing some championing uh, something that you believe in that doesn't have to be super popular. And and that's a, the thing about leadership to me is that a leader does not wait for something to be popular for it to be important. Ooh, baby. And that's hard. That that right there, that statement right there, that a leader does not wait until something is is popular for them to see that is important. That's hard because while you're again standing your ground, because I believe this is important, and no one else is agreeing with you, right? Now you have to go through that process of that character building. Now I gotta. Now God is waiting to see if He can trust you. Okay, I've given you this perspective. I've given you this assignment. Let me see if you're going to stand firm. And, and now I'm talking to my entrepreneurs because business building, 
is a form of leadership. Now I'm talking to you where you have to believe enough in what God has shown you long enough and continue to believe that it's important enough even when it's not popular. And so if you think about it, I know we're going to talk about Steve Jobs. Who ever thought that mm. what he was building was popular? Right. I mean, come on. We wasn't thinking this way back when he built the first uh, computer, the first Apple computer. That's not something that everybody else deemed important. Right. They, that wasn't popular. It wasn't popular to walk around. Listen, I don't know what is about this Apple. Listen, it, it's a whole spirit. And I, I am I am a believer <laughs> of, of that. This is a I whole spirit. You. OK, I but, feel you. but whatever it is, he stood ground, even when the people around him didn't think it was popular. And that that type of leadership is what helps you lead generations. Steve Jobs is no longer with us, but but his leadership is still standing ground. So that's for whether or not you're building a business, if you're a husband, if you're a wife, you know what I'm saying? You have to be able to stand ground even when it's not popular. That just kind of sparked something for me right there, Jay. No, I think that's real. Like, and like you said, you got to talk Steve Jobs simply because like you said, visionary, right? The ability to see where something is going before it gets there. Yeah. And that's a huge part of being a leader. A leader, see, a leader doesn't wait. And part of leadership as well, like when I look at all the craziness in the world, the problem with just following the trends of like whatever the your favorite news station is that also has a political agenda and you following them and they trying to get more ratings and, you know, clickbait and everything. Um, you know, what ends up happening is that you're you're losing sight of the vision and where things are going. And I believe that it's important for the leaders to always be on the lookout and watch for not just where we are today, but what this means in the grand scheme of things. And whether that is in ministry or business or whatever it is, or politics, um, the true leaders are visionaries, like you said. And um, I, I threw um, like Elon Musk is on here because mm-hmm, of the same mm-hmm, thing with, with mm-hmm. uh, electric cars. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. man, I, I was watching YouTube videos from like nine years ago. Cause I had the opportunity recently at an event in Chicago to hear um what was his name george was it blankenship uh i mm, i think it's george blankenship don't quote me on that but he was like one of elon Musk's right hand me and i heard him okay. speak at a keynote he did amazing and i was looking at videos nine years ago of him talking about this electric car and this tesla and i'm like man i ain't had i ain't know nothing about tesla nine years ago you know what I'm saying? But I now mean, we all know about it. But think about it. How many how how many times have we said, man, by the time 2020 something comes, we're gonna be living like the, the Jetsons. We gonna, you know, right. we're gonna be in flying cars all the time while the, the focus and the popularity was on flying cars, he was sitting and designing a car that you can plug up. Right. See? I mean, I mean, just that idea alone when it comes to the visionary, when it comes to the leader, here's something that I just wrote down. Leaders lead people before they're ready to follow. Woo. So he was Woo. leading people before they even knew they were going to be followers of his leadership. I, re- I rock with that. I rock with that so heavy. And you said something super important. While everybody else's mind was on flying. Right. Electric was the was the way to go was the win. That yeah. and and maybe we'll be flying in twenty five hundred or some sometime outside of our lifetime. But at the end of the day, in twenty twenty two, you know what I'm saying? It's electric. It's plugging in your car. And I was telling uh Tiff 
like uh, sometime last year, I was like, look at how we have gas stations now. And I was like, when you look at all of the car companies, their their plans by 2025, like more than half of the cars are going to be electric, right? Yeah. So I'm like, that means, you know, this is me, you know what I'm saying? Being an innovator and a visionary now, you know what I'm saying? So y'all go back and quote this. And uh, invest them in an electric station. Electric station. Yeah, no. You feel what I'm saying though? But I'm like, if all the cars going to be electric, just like today, we, it's hard for people to 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 see it or understand it, but today because today it's gas stations, right? But look at how we're all complaining about gas prices as well. And one of the things I believe about all these systems is that you know the people who really make money. This is me speculating now. I'm not prophesying or something. I'm speculating, y'all. I could be wrong, but the, <laughs> the way Bible I see it, says. <laughs> exactly. Like we ain't doing that. But what I what I truly believe in business is that the powers that be sometimes destroy a system so that they can rebuild another one. And when I look at the businesses being closed down in COVID and how the economy is out of whack um, from an economic standpoint with the dollar, I think we're going to go to digital currencies very strongly in the next two years because I believe that there is a sense of purpose behind the things that are being torn down. You know, again, that's just speculation. That's just what I believe. I believe that when people, when a system like, okay, gas is just overpriced and all this, I think if all the car companies already want to create electric cars, let's go ahead and kill the gas industry. And what happens, you make people more comfortable to buy an electric car. It sounds a lot more appealing now because it's like, well, I'm saving on gas. I don't have that problem. So ultimately, again, whether that's whether I'm right or wrong about that, what is true is that the true leaders are innovators and they are visionaries and they are able to see things before they happen. And like Toya said, they're able to lead people before they're ready to be led. Absolutely. And with that, for those of you who've been wondering what type of car Jay drives, he drives a Tesla. (laughs) I really don't. I really don't. The the saga continues. The saga continues on what kind of car I drive. It is not a Tesla. I do like Tesla though, to be honest. Um, who else on here? Um, before we jump, um, man, we talked about mostly everybody. So you now Eric Thomas, I got him on here, um, because I do believe, uh, when you think about like from motivational speaking standpoint and the way he does it, like as a motivational speaker, I, I don't know if this is 100% fact or not, but he has to be one of the first ones to fully embrace. Like I never seen him without his hat on. He wear t-shirts to corporate events. And I know that there's some intention behind that. Cause I heard him talk about that before. So I just think again, when I look at where things are now, he was doing it before it's being done now. And so that's why he's on there. So we're going to get ready to wrap up and I'm going to leave them with this question, Toya. And that is, would you follow you? And what I want to do uh, before we jump, we're going to close out with me and you answering that question. So you go first. Would you follow you? And today, if not, what would you have to change? Yeah. T- would today, you follow you? I will follow me. Uh, 10 years ago, <laughs> 15 years ago, I would not have followed me. Um, But no, would I follow me? I believe so. Yes, I would. And it, and it's because, um, again, I believe that I hold those qualities that we talked about. Integrity, servant, optimism, confidence, building others. Those are qualities that I look for in a leader. So I work daily to make sure that those are qualities that I uphold. So would I follow me? I believe I would. That's dope. That's dope. 
I will follow me. Um, and the specific reason that I will follow me is because I think I'm at an interesting space. I'm not, you're not so early in the game where it's just a seed and you don't know what the seed is, but you're not also to the part. You're not so late that it's fully bloomed. You're at a point where you can tell exactly what it is. It just isn't fully grown yet. And so I, if, if I was following me, my perspective would be, okay, I could clearly see where he's going. And, um, I would be looking at it like an investment and that's how I look at things anyway. Like I like that when I follow people, I look and say, is this a stock that is on the rise and that, um, am I early enough to get a huge ROI? Right. So it's kind of like, you know, if you would, uh, if somebody would have met Beyonce in eighth grade and had an opportunity to, you know, or, or let's call it 10th grade and had an opportunity to be her high school sweet, sweetheart. A lot of people want to be with Rihanna, I mean, uh, with Beyonce. So it's like, yeah, that you, you would probably make that your girlfriend and, and like the rest is history. If you could stay with her, you feel what I'm saying? Um, but you know, I'm sure her high school boyfriend is somewhere like, man, I didn't see that coming. And himself. Okay. So, Absolutely. No, but I, one thing, if I just want to say this, I really do like that you said the investment, right? Um, yeah. the return on the investment, we, we're, it's not always a monetary thing. And I just need people to understand <laughs> that. And so when you are looking at, um, the type of leader you're looking to follow or the type of leader you're looking to become, consider the ROI. That was good, Jay. Always. Thank you, Toya. Hey, look, man, y'all have an amazing night. Hopefully y'all enjoyed today's show. And we'll be back, you know what I'm saying, next week and a week after that and a week after that. Inspire guys, people, y'all have an amazing, amazing day, night, whenever you watch this. Be inspired. I can see beyond the tears you cry. And the pain you feel. I saw every hill you had to climb. Just to make it here. When you say you ain't afraid to die. Is it fake or fear? Is it safe to say you lie? You can be real with me. When you blame the haters. Than that. I mean, how you gonna be rich?